of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners joins me for the conversation this morning on KFOR. It is Deb Shore. Deb, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be with you. This is an exciting weekend because the town, I I still call Lincoln a town, will be filling up with Nebraskans who are here, uh, family of boys and girls, high school basketball players, uh, communities shut down at a time like this right. so that the right. community can come and support the boys right. and the girls teams that are here in Lincoln. From a county commissioner's point of view, uh, this brings uh, a few extra dollars to the city, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it sure does. And we're ready to uh, roll out the welcome mat. Um, every time uh, someone stays in um, a hotel room, uh, the lodging tax is 4% of that, you know, the total amount paid. And then that goes to Lancaster County, and we contract with the Convention of Visitors Bureau. And then those funds are used to improve our attractions, recruit more events to Lincoln. And it's kind of a, um, you know, you refill the coffers and you spend the money and more people come to town and you get more money back. And so it's a kind of a, a revolving fund. This is... Uh, going to be an exciting weekend. Uh, for the first time, uh, PBA is going to be hosting uh, the NCAA Big 12 Wrestling Championships. So they will be here on the weekend, and that caused a little bit of a change in scheduling for our boys and girls basketball. Uh, the girls will be at the beginning of the week, uh, followed by the boys at the end of the week. So um, it's going to be a great opportunity to have visitors in town. Um, you'll see them in the restaurants. You'll see them in the stores. And um, I encourage all of uh, your your uh, listeners to, to say hello and welcome them to Lincoln. Uh, the lodging tax, is that earmarked? Does that have to be spent on specific things? Yes, it's very, very specific. It is outlined in state statute what those funds can be used for. And uh, we rely on a, a citizen advisory group. The Visitor Promotion Committee uh, looks at all those requests that come in. And those are people in the, in the restaurant industry and in the lodging industry and in the event industry. And um, so they review all of those applications and then bring uh, a recommendation with regards to funding to the county board that makes those final decisions. County Board Chair Deb Shore joining me on Lincoln Live right now. The Lancaster County Board of Commissioners approving a three-year labor agreement with the Fraternal Order of Police. Mm -hmm. And that represents... That organization represents correctional officers employed by the Lancaster County Department of Corrections. Talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that contract. I had a conversation with Rick Vest when he was county board chair, uh, and and it it came up about salaries as a result of the state increasing significantly the salaries of state penitentiary and state corrections workers. Is this a ripple effect of that? It is exactly a ripple effect. you know, our, our corrections officers were well aware of what their peers were being uh, paid at the state level. 
And so we work to, to match that in kind of a little bit different way. Um, we focus our efforts on recruitment, uh, meaning that those early, those first couple years of um, an officer's employment with us, that the, that salary would be increased significantly. And then we're also working on the back end, uh, retaining those officers that have been with us for a long time, uh, boosting those salaries as well. So it really wasn't an across-the-board uh, percentage increase. There were various factors that uh, went into uh, those negotiations. County Board has a constant eye on the jail, the corrections mm-hmm. facility out there. If it's not the, uh, if it's not handling COVID, which was the case for a while, it's uh, population of the staff, it's paying the workers, it's taking a look at overcrowding, those sorts of things. Bring us up to date on the the jail population at this point, Deb. Well, I, I checked it this morning, and it is uh, 546, uh, which is down significantly uh, within the, oh, I would say last six months, we were at about the 650 range. So, And that population kind of ebbs and flows uh, depending on the, you know, the actions of the courts. Um, and, and that's a good number for us because we are able to segregate those people that um, as they come in kind of quarantine to make sure that uh, someone that has COVID symptoms isn't being admitted to the uh, general population that that uh, virus could spread. We also have been very um, aggressive in uh, having the vaccine available to any inmate that uh, would choose to have it and of course our employees as well. So we're taking a lot of uh, precautions and you know just like anywhere else the less people you have, the more you're able to spread out and, you know, be aware of that social distancing, even in a, a jail situation. The jail opened up in 2014 with 786 beds. So if there were 546 jail inmates, that's a manageable number. It, it is a manageable number, but um, that's the total number of beds. But the um, kind of the working capacity is, is a little bit uh, is a little bit less. And that's because uh, there are certain inmates, uh, well, let's use the female population. I mean, obviously, we have to have a pod just for females. We can't be intermixing uh, those populations. There are certain inmates that have to have um, a cell to themselves. Uh, maybe they are at risk to themselves or at risk to others. So even though that's the total number of beds, um, kind of the working c- capacity is, is less than that. But I will agree the 546 number um, is is a manageable number. Um, boy, I'd I'd love to see that to be down in the in the 450 range. But um, we're doing everything we can um, to get people, you know, out on work release and you know various other probation and parole and um, options. Deb Shore, County Board Chair on Lincoln Live, City has uh, revigorated the conversation of a convention center in the general downtown area. Very interested to look at it from a county board member's perspective. Does the county have any input or investment interest in a convention center? Well, um, I think you're referring to the study that was just done by uh, the uh, consultant firm that was brought in by uh, the Convention and Visitors Bureau, funded um, partially by Downtown Lincoln Association and the Downtown Rotary. What a great partnership. you know, for those that have been around a while, when we built PBA, 
initially there was a talk of an adjoining convention center, but um, you know due to the expense um, at the time and kind of knowing what the appetite would be for um, a bond issue or other funding mechanisms, that component was dropped. And so you know over time we've realized that Lincoln really needs uh, that exhibition space and. Uh, you know, where the proposal is looking at anywhere from 60,000 to 70,000 square feet. And, uh, you know, there are four or five different locations that are, are being considered. Um, it's not going to be uh, a quick process or an easy process. And I think there's going to be opportunity for a lot of public, you know, input and uh, insight. And I'm um, glad that the Convention and Visitors Bureau is taking the lead on this. Uh, we are losing events. To Omaha and to Kearney specifically, as well as other communities across the state, because we don't have that large exhibition space. So it really would be um, kind of another uh, shining jewel for our community. Deb, the question was asked on the morning show, what is special about space that is designated convention center or exhibit space? And I didn't have the answer. Can you help us understand why there needs to be a specific space for exhibition and conventions? Right. Um, I think it just has to do with the size um, and the height. Um, mm. You need a lot of, um, you know, a lot of times, like uh, speaking from county conventions, you know, sometimes bring in motor graders or, you know, patrol cars and, you know, things that um, vendors want um, you know, the people at the convention to see. So it's that flexibility of having a large space and then also flexible meeting space for breakout events and the, and the uh, capacity to serve large meals, um, you know, quickly in those types of settings. So it's, you know, it's a variety of factors. Um, you know, I, if I remember right, I think the the space that you know the, the Cornhusker has, which is beautiful space, you know, it's I think in the twelve thousand square foot space. So when we talk about the exhibition space, you can see at sixty thousand square feet how much more significantly large um, it would be. Deb, enough time for us to get into a couple of proposed bills in the legislature. Mm -hmm that would negatively affect the jail population. We're circling back to that. Could you refresh our memories on uh, where where those bills are? Of course. Um, it, I, there are two specifically that we are watching with regards to the jail population. Uh, the first one is LB uh, 921. Uh, that is um, Senator Lathrop's bill out of the Judiciary Committee. Um, it allows for people convicted of a felony three, a three A, or a four to serve their time in a county jail. Now, we know that the state has been dealing with overcrowding issues of their own, as well as discussions of building a new prison. And in our mind, this is just a cost shift down to the counties. Um, they're convicted of a, a state offense, but will be serving their time in our jail at county taxpayer expense. And that particular bill, um, we've estimated the fiscal impact to Lancaster County anywhere between $4.6 million and $9.2 million. So we are talking a significant amount of money. Uh, the other bill that uh, we are watching is LB 1223. Uh, that is also in judiciary. 
and I will be testifying on that bill uh, Friday. And it has to do with waiting times for people who are in our county jail awaiting placement at the Lincoln Regional Center. These are people that have been, um, that aren't uh, ready to stand trial. Uh, They need to be, uh, have services provided to um, them at the Lincoln Regional Center to return them to stability so they can, you know, participate in their own defense. And um, right now we have people waiting for a bed at the regional center over 100 days. And while we're able to provide, you know, basic mental health treatment, a lot of these people have extremely complex mental health needs and they need services at the Lincoln Regional Center. So that's the bill that uh, we'll be talking to them about is to prioritize um, these people with high needs to get them the services they need. A lot of money subjects in the conversation today, Deb. We started out with salaries for corrections workers, mm-hmm. the cost of a convention center, uh, the cost that it might that might be incurred by county or local representatives when if, if under LB 921 and LB 1223. So mm-hmm. it's all about money. It's all about money. And, you know, we enter into the spring months, which gets us ready for summer budget season. Uh, that's what the uh, county board does. Uh, the majority of the summer is work to prepare our, our budget for the coming fiscal year. Deb, the time always goes by fast. Thank you for catching us up on yeah. county government. I look forward to chatting with you next month. Deb Shore joining me, chair of the Lancaster County Board on Lincoln Live.